You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, what a great win it was to celebrate Anzac Day with a great win against the Collingwood Magpies. Absolutely, mate. Uh, every win is all the sweeter for beating Collingwood. Um, hopefully we can uh, back that up and beat the old foe in Carlton next week. But um, look, definitely happy with the win. And it was just the way we, we went about playing it as well. Um, you know, we'll go through the um, the quarters and whatnot, but it was just the the fight, you know, the like, Collingwood football team came out pretty pretty fast in the first two quarters and kicked some early goals, but um, we didn't lose our heads and uh, just set about you know, clawing them back bit by bit. And it was just a fantastic performance uh, for all four quarters for mine. And it was our first win since, uh, I believe, 2017. Um, so it's been a while, uh, you know, obviously last year's game, uh, although we beat Collingwood, it wasn't on Anzac day and, uh, obviously we lost the two previous to that. So, um, yeah, it's been a long time and yeah, I agree, mate. It was the way we won and, uh, showed a lot of resilience and we saw, you know, some familiar faces doing well, but also we saw a bit of a glimpse of the future with, you know, players like Nick Cox taking big grabs and even a little bit of glimpse of um, Harry Jones in the last quarter, mm. although he is really well held in, in the um, first three quarters. Um, as the game, as the players seem to get tired, he seemed to grow and you know, he started to take a few grabs. And uh, it was good to see, you know, Archie Perkins out there as well on Anzac Day. So they always say these games sometimes count for, you know, the, the finals-like atmosphere and, and so forth. It can fast-track young players' development. Oh, and you, can, you can only hope so, mate. I mean, and the, the big thing was they, they stood up. Like, each of them um, didn't have, uh, you know, fantastic games by any stretch of the imagination, but they did uh, stand up when, when they were called upon. You know, Archie Perkins quite a few times, uh, you know, picked the ball up, you know, from a contest, uh, laid some big tackles. Um, it was laying plenty of bumps. And, you know, he's, you just have to remember he's only 18 years old or so. And, uh, you know, some of the guys he's coming up against, they're obviously a bit bigger, a bit more mature bodies, um, but he's got no hesitation in having a crack. Um, so that was excellent to see. As you said, Nick Cox with his marking, he's really starting to come into his own there. Um but even towards the end there, like he's just got such good running capacity because he even, um, you know, took a mark uh, basically off his shoelaces towards the end there. And you think, you know, he played, I think, a bit over 85% of the game time. Um, so for a young bloke to keep backing up these performances week in, week out is fantastic. Uh, and as you say, for for Jones, look, you know, that's, I mean, to me, the, the test of a, a young player is, um, you know, not dropping your head if things aren't going your way. You know, AFL footy is a very difficult game to play. I'm sure I can only tell from <laughs> the TV screen and going to the ground, mate. But, um, you know, he's not going to have it all his own way, but he kept at it. You know, he kept presenting, um, laid some tackles. Uh, and as you said, mate, when the, um, the the pressure was really on in that last quarter there, uh, he was one of those blokes who stood up, took some big grabs and, uh, just fantastic to see uh, from from all players involved. Yeah, well, why don't we go through the game? And just before we do that, mate, it was also great to see the VFL team bounce back. Uh, they had a good win over 
the pies. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. I know you, you missed the game, mate, but I, I saw uh, a lot of that game and it was great to see uh, the VFL boys respond. Uh, and, yeah, unfortunately, the VFLW team, they went down to the undefeated Magpies. But, um, you know, it's great to, you know, to see both teams that struggled last week, you know, kicking only one goal to half time. both of them, the uh, senior and reserve team, mm. um, responded with, you know, really good wins. So uh, that says a lot about, you know, the whole squad's kind of, resilience and mindset so uh you know we've got a few players due to come back soon so um hopefully that means the vfl team is even more improved and uh yeah it's going to be really enjoyable to watch the development of that team particularly uh you know when we start to get some of those players that have been long-term injuries like you know it's still a little while off but shield and corwell and you know potentially draper near the end of the season uh, we're going to see a lot of those players that you know, might be in the senior team at the moment playing in the VFL. And, you know, who knows? We might uh, surprise a, a few teams late in the year. Yeah, you never know, mate. And, like, that is a, the excellent thing that we we missed with the VFL last year. You know, you, the, the guys sort of had one crack. You know, if they're not picking the senior side, the ball, you don't get to play footy that week. Um, whereas the VFL gives you that opportunity to, you know, keep playing the – Keep playing the game. Keep your fitness levels up, because um, obviously you know you can run as many laps as you want, but the fitness required on a footy ground um, is completely different. So um, that's fantastic to see, and also for guys to recover some form. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your take on how guys like you know Marty Gleason and, and stuff um, played with the VFL, but um, no, it's an excellent. Um, competition and uh, fantastic avenue for guys to um you know prove their form and sort of knock down the doors to uh hopefully try and grab a senior spot oh right, we'll go into the game but just to give you a sneak peek mate uh marty gleason must be having an injury because he missed the game again mm. on the weekend so um i haven't seen anything listed as yet but uh yeah he has got an injury it seems uh he hasn't played for the last couple of weeks in the VFL so um, and not being named as an emergency so um, yeah he must have a little niggle at the moment but um, let's go into the senior teens game mate and um, yeah it's always a special day Anzac Day uh, and my daughter and I were there and uh, it's a really great feeling to be back you know, with a huge crowd at the MCG uh, it's been a long time mate um, even last year, we didn't get to go there um, as fans. So it was, you know, just brought back memories. Uh, and even though the capacity was 85,000, I think we only got 78,000 there on the day. But um, when you when the crowd's that big, mate, even when you look around, obviously because of the, um, the restrictions on the crowd level, you can see some vacant seats, but it doesn't really stand out. It's not like a, mm. a big gulf of them. So mm. it did feel like a full house. And, um, yeah, the start of the game certainly didn't go to plan. That's for sure. Uh, I think they kicked, uh, you know, basically two goals within a minute. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, behind the eight ball and seemed to settle, but they uh, set up the third as well. So, uh, I've got to say, when I was sitting there, mate, watching that, I, I thought, gee, this is going to be a long day at the office. 
Yeah, and the the crazy thing was like Collingwood just looked on, and we didn't look that bad if if I'm honest with you. Uh, but just the way they were getting the ball in to their fifty, many of our defenders were sort of all over the shop um, when it got there. Um, so you know, credit to the boys though they didn't drop their heads. Um, we ended up getting a chance when McGrath had a ping at goal early, uh, but to no avail. Um, but then you know, I think. You know, whether it was a coaching move or whether it was a sort of predetermined thing, but then we saw Stringer get involved in the midfield and he was just fantastic. Uh, you know, he was just ripping the ball out of the contest and get it going our way. And while we sort of couldn't capitalise on the opportunity uh, sort of got for us early, uh, he just made such a difference in there. Yeah, he was. He's a, he's a good um, on-ball player. It's a bit of a burst. and um, But... Uh, yeah, just the. I know they said in the commentary that yeah, Stringer only went in there after that third goal, but uh, I was obviously at the game and I can definitely assure you he was there for the first two goals <laughs> that Collingwood kicked. Uh, I think it just came out of there so quick that people may not have noticed. Mm. So we definitely started with him in there. Um, so it was just the way that they were able to you know, get goals out of the clearance that were, uh, you know, the set of bounce was a real worry for us. But um, we seem to address that later in the term, and as you say, with Darcy Parish, uh, Darius, oh, sorry, Darcy Parish, who had a fantastic game, as we know, um, he was the one who you know, kicked out first. Yeah, he did, mate. He uh, was able to mop the ball uh, after a ball up and chucked it on the boot to kick out first, and uh, it's just a fantastic uh, goal to really arrest that momentum that Collingwood had, had sort of won. And then he got involved in our next goal, uh, where he sort of mopped it up. Um, yeah, from a real grubby kick from Grundy uh, when he tried to sort of rush kick it out of their 50. So Parrish got into that. He then turned around and spotted Phillips up beautifully, about 50 metres out, sort of straight in front of goal. Um, Phillips took the grab, walked back and kicked an absolute ripper to kick, get us back in the game. Yeah, now we'd seen um, Phillips kick a goal like that the week before um, in our loss against Brisbane in the VFL. And um, yeah, when he went back to have that shot at goal, um, yeah. For some reason, I felt confident. Yeah, you know, with a hmm. with a ruckman, you can sometimes feel, oh, where's this going to go? But <laughs> I thought, um, no, I thought, you know, based on last week's evidence, I, I thought he had a good chance at it, and yeah, he struck it really well to get that second goal. Yeah, it's beautiful, and the boys really seemed to fire up from that. Uh, you know, you had players like Ham, like he was making some beautiful kicks, uh, really using his run. Uh, Parrish, again, had, had another excellent effort where he sort of cleaned up a scrubby kick from McGrath. Uh, we had to really stretch out to stop the ball and then dish out the hands uh, to another bomber coming through. Um, and that just kept the ball locked in our 50 for a while. We sort of had a bit of the play there. Like we had plenty of the ball and opportunities uh, for goal, but just couldn't make them pay. You know, we had misses to Stringer, Merritt, Guelphie. But, you know, it was, it was important for us to keep fighting for it, especially after Collingwood's fast start. And then um, we had a lot of the play after that and we just couldn't kick a goal, mate. We, you know, there's a number of behinds kicked um, and it, it felt at the game, even though we you know, settled a bit after they kicked the first three, we kicked the next two. Um, after they kicked uh, you know, their next one through Darcy Moore, mm. um, we kind of felt like, oh, that was our chance to you know, give ourselves some, you know, Real urgency back in the game, and you know when you're four goals to two down, 
uh, on Anzac Day, which we've seen a few times over the journey. Um, I was still wondering how we were going to respond and uh, it was great to see a, a classy goal of Anthony McDonald tip Woody. Yeah, it was, mate. He uh, absolutely crunched Madden in the tackle in the forward pocket there and went back to slot the goal, uh, which was just brilliant. Um, but, you know, in the in the ruck contest, you know, Phillips was getting involved in plenty of efforts. Like, I love that massive spoil on Grundy on the forward flank for us to keep the ball in our half. Uh, Peter Wright, on the other hand, at that stage of the game, looked a bit rusty, but his effort was there. Uh, and it was sort of down to his his um, his efforts. You know, he, he made a spoil at full stretch um, that kept the ball in our forward 50, and the boys were able to swoop on it. Eventually, Langford kicked it to Deb Smith right on the boundary line there in the forward pocket. Uh, it was on a pretty tight angle, mate, but Smith made it look easy as he went back and slotted it. Man, I love the celebration afterwards. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, his finger would have vertigo. Uh, <laughs> I think it went spun around a bit. Because uh, Channel 7 did like a, um, like a replay of it uh, yeah, in slow-mo. And, um, yeah, I was worried he was going to RSI after that. But um, <laughs> he, uh, it was a beautiful goal. And, um, you know, Dev, um, yeah, he's got a knack of kicking those kind of goals. So, you know, he's always half a chance to kick that. Absolutely. And, look, you know, it was a bit of a scrappy quarter of footy, I, I think, to be fair, from both sides. Uh, but we fought it out well and ended the quarter up. You know, we were four goals, four, 28 to Collingwood's four goals, one, 25. Yeah, no, I remember thinking at quarter time just what a relief it was after you know, them kicking the first three. Um, and as even fans, you get a bit resigned and think, oh, this is going to be another horror Anzac day. Mm. But, um, yeah, just, you know, it was almost uh, you know, a bit unbelievable in terms of the way that we were still – we were in front at quarter time after that start uh, with a young side. So, you know, we know Collingwood have some injury problems, but – uh, people shouldn't snooze on the players we had out as well. So, mm. um, yeah, I was really impressed that we led at quarter time. But um, that kind of uh, the concerns came almost immediately after the quarter started when they kicked the next two uh, almost immediately the same way as uh, they did in the first quarter. Yeah, mate. You know, <clears throat> Grundy got that first goal from a set shot after Phillips got called for high contact and then... Uh, you know, Cameron took a strong mark out in front of Zerk Thatcher and went back to slot it. So, yeah, it looked like they'd found their mojo again. But, you know, we ended up getting one back through a brilliant bit of play from Waller, you know, who's roving around and trying to crumb the ball from a contest. Uh, he was able to tap it to keep the ball alive and then ran on to a bit of a favourable bounce. Uh, he grabbed the footy, sold some candy to Pendlebury, of all people, and then snapped through an absolute beauty. Yeah, that was a ripper goal. And, um yeah, it's the kind of – I just love the way we responded all, all game, actually. Um, and it showed me that resilience was good. Like, as I said, with the young side, you can sometimes think, oh, will they drop their heads? Will they – you know, will the occasion get to them? Um, but, no, we didn't show that. We just kept going. And, um, you know, to be fair to Collingwood, they did respond with the next one through Will Hoskin Elliott. But um, – it wasn't long before Will Snelling replied to that. Yeah, it wasn't. But just on that Hoskin Elliott one, mate, I mean, that, that 50 on Snelling was, I know, I found it a bit ridiculous. Like, I think they said, like, he, he ran across the um, the protected zone or whatever, but there was no point where he was forward of the man. So 
I just felt that was a, a really, you know, Tiki Tadgwood sort of um, uh, call and pretty big result when you get 50. And obviously Hoskinell, it's a classy player, so he, he was always going to kick it. Uh, but as you said, um, yeah, got that next um, goal through Snelling. But, yeah, unfortunately around that time, um, you know, Francis went down with what looked like a pretty bad ankle injury. Um, now, after the game sort of track, said, you know, he sprained his ankle. We'll see. We'll see what it actually turns out to be. Hope it's not the old, uh, you know, knock that some of the players used to get. Um, but that was, it was really uh, disappointing because he'd been playing really well. Um, obviously, up, like for the season up to that point, but even in the game, I thought he was um, he was doing quite well. So it was uh, quite disappointing and left us a bit short-manned in defence uh, yet again. Um but, you know, on the upside, our boys kept pushing. You know, Cox was up and about. You know, in that first quarter, he had the ball a few times and took a good mark, but just couldn't seem to execute his skills well. Uh, but he kept at it and was rewarded when he pinged side bottom, bottom in a tackle and launched the ball into our forward 50, which eventually ended up in the hands of Snelling, um, which, as you say, mate, uh, snapped it through beautifully. Yeah, it was a nice goal. And then... Um... We got a return favour, 50-metre penalty that went to Jaden Laverty. And he was able to go back. And, you know, Jaden's had some issues uh, with his set shot kicking. And then when you multiply that by being a backman, you thought, wow, um, what's the chances here? But, yeah, he guided it through very nicely. Yeah, he did, mate. It was a beautiful kick. Um so, oh, that one was definitely there, though, that, that free. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty soft as well, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, but, look, um, yeah, you know, I thought he played a really good game. Lav, like, he, um, like not long after he kicked that goal, he took a big mark on Darcy Moore. Um, and it was great to see him play with such confidence. Um, and it was really his effort down back that um, kept the ball in our hands, Um and we got it back down our 50. And when Perkins kicked it to the pocket, Tipper was able to get onto it. And yeah, maybe he was out of bounds a little bit, mate. Uh, but he got it back in the field of play and kicked a beautiful snap. And I tell you what, James, um, while the Collingwood supporters bitched and moaned about that one, I think after Jamie Elliott's efforts all those years ago, I think we'll call that ledger even. Yeah. And the other thing was, um, it was amazing at the ground, mate. They, they were just, I was sitting right near there. And, um, <laughs> The amount of Collingwood people, they were expecting, like, uh, they're obviously not very uh, up with the rules, the Collingwood fans, because um, <laughs> they were waiting for the yeah the review of the boundary umpire. Well, oh. I, I don't think that's come in yet. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't. But um, they're going, well, we want the goal review, goal review. Well, the goal was definitely kicked through the uh, stick, so... That's not going to be under review. And as far as I know, mate, I can't see them reviewing an out-of-bounds call. Um, or we, Yeah, these games are going to be very long. Yeah, mate. Uh, no, it was a ripper goal. And actually, watching it on TV, it was uh, kind of therapeutic to see the, the the bitterness of the Collingwood fans, mate. Um, but look, you know, the pies kept coming. Uh, you know, and when Crisp kicked that goal, um, it kept them within a kick. Uh, but then there was a lovely bit of play next up with Hind. You know, he took the ball and ran with it, delivered it beautifully to Hooker, who was able to collect the footy off the deck and had a snap for goal, which didn't go through, but it was just good ball movement. And, you know, I liked the look of um, Hooker taking a shot there because, um, you know, you don't always get plenty of opportunities. And certainly we know Hooker didn't 
um, have a big impact on the game. But um, yeah, him taking that shot, I, I thought was just um, yeah quite good. Um, and then yeah, I think that was the last score of the quarter, mate. And uh, we went into the halftime break, one goal up, so eight goals, seven fifty-five to Collingwood's eight goals, one forty-nine. Uh, and yep. just, um, sorry, mate, just uh, one thing I did notice, though, as the camera panned around at the halftime siren, it was actually Hooker uh, speaking with Peter Wright and demonstrating body positioning technique uh, by the look of it. And I thought it was great stuff from Hooker to provide that real leadership to the boys, you know, even when he's not having a great game himself. Yeah, that's, that is good leadership, especially when you're not having a great game, uh, to still try and unpass any knowledge to your teammates to make them better uh, shows that, Kale is really invested in the team. But, um, yeah, one stat, mate, in the first half that, you know, we should really, um, you know, give our hats to, mate, is that um, Essendon laid 17 tackles in the forward 50 to half time. Nice. Now, that is the, uh, that's the equal second most tackles ever recorded in the zone of half time. Mm-hmm. One tackle off their all-time best. So, um, it just goes to show that we were putting manic pressure in our forward line. And uh, Trucks talked about that a lot, about keeping the ball in your forward line locked in um, until you can score yourself. So uh, it just goes to show that that combination was putting pressure on the Collingwood defence and, um, you know, they, they, that was causing their kicking efficiency, which was really low for the game. I think it was around... A, 38% at, at some mark. Um, and that was just solely because of the pressure we were putting on the team. Yeah, and that I suppose that goes to, you know, Truck saying he's, he wants to bring in a blue-collar uh, sort of culture and game style to the Essendon Football Club. Um, you know, and when he talked about that at the start, we're all thinking, oh, geez, what, is, what does he mean by that? Um, because certainly it, we, <laughs> that's not something we'd been known for. Um, but, you know, throughout these first six rounds, um, you know, obviously dropping up a couple of games here and there, but, um, you know, tackling hasn't been a massive part of our um, sort of makeup for you know, quite a few years, but this season they really seem to be knuckling down and, you know, 17 tackles full stop, um, like not even just in the fourth half of the, of the ground um, would have been pretty good previously, but like, yeah, just that part of the ground and, you know, when we look at later on, you know, finish the game with 80-odd tackles for the game, it's, it's absolutely huge. And some of the numbers from our uh, forward line plays in particular was was really good. And, you know, you've got to um, yeah, hat off to, to Truck there. Um, whatever he's pushing with regards to the culture, with regards to the actual work ethic and, um, you know, what this team stands for now um, is absolutely working because we're, we're seeing it, um, yeah, out on the ground. Yeah, so after half time we came out and, you know, the thing I was thinking was we can't allow them just to continue to kick early goals. Um, you know, it was obviously keeping them in the match, basically. And, um, yeah, I was pleased to see we got the first shot, the goal out of, the, out of that quarter, mate, even though uh, Kyle Hooker uh, missed the shot. But, um, yeah, then the other ch- – then Brody Majek, uh had a chance to kick Collingwood goal and I was relieved when he missed. Mm. But finally we got the first goal and that was a beauty from Mason Redmond. Yeah, it was an absolute riffer, mate. Um, you know, Cox took, had taken a huge mark 
from the kick out and then kicked it beautifully to Merritt in the middle of the middle of the ground, who spotted up Ham at the centre half forward, and then Redmond just came barreling through, um, taking the hands off Ham and slammed through the goal just inside fifty. And I tell you what, mate, um, he loves a goal, does the uh, does Redmond, and what a ripper it was. And it just goes to show, mate. He he wasn't this player last year. Mm. He had a he had, had a mare, to be honest, and um, he just looked so much more confident this year. Um, and it's great to see him, you know, you know, having that real impact from the half back line. And um, you, know, you know, we know he had that little hamstring niggle that we were a bit worried about. That didn't turn out to be too too major. But um, yeah, let's hope he continues this form because. When we have a fit and firing Mason Redmond who plays with aggression and, and power, that really adds to our side. Yeah, it absolutely does, mate. And look, you know, it seemed we we all started to really attack from that point. You know, some great intent and good ball movement. While our defenders in Laverty and Zerk Thatcher were really standing up to the um, the pressure that, you know, Collingwood putting on them, you know, through repeat entries. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, Collingwood were hanging in with another goal this time to Rusco and uh, yeah, they, they were just, uh, they kept on hanging in there. Uh, but, you know, for us, you know, Merritt was playing really well. He continued to rack up the pill and hit targets all day, which was really pleasing to see. Um, yeah. And then uh, Perkins, you know, he made a brilliant tackle and was rewarded in the forward 50. Uh, would have been great to see him kick that goal, mate. But uh, unfortunately it, it uh, missed on this occasion. And then we had to watch uh, Darcy Cameron take a nice uh, grab and go back and kick his third goal, mate. Yeah, he's, he was looking uh, really threatening. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, Snelling got a shot uh, but missed. Um, the boys kept pushing, though, and we were rewarded when uh, Tipper brilliantly snuck through traffic to crumb the ball off a rock, rock contest about 15 metres out from goal and kicked through his fourth. Yeah, and it was really pleasing to see all of Tipper's goals were like, you know, he had to snap around his body and mm. he was just on, mate. He just kept nailing him. And um, and that was making Collingwood very nervous, knowing that any mistake was going to be you know, magnified. Yeah, absolutely. He was making him pay for sure. Um, and then up the other end, you know, Cameron, like he, he got another clear opportunity for him. Like he was, he was almost straight in front about 20 metres out um, and missed, which was really lucky for us because, you know, had he kicked that one, you'd, you'd think they'd really fire up. Um, but then, you know, we got the ball back and there was a brilliant grab in the forward line from Peter Wright from a ham kick. Uh, you know, he, he outmarked Grundy and went back to slot an important goal, mate, and it was just fantastic to see. Yeah, that was a very nice goal. Uh, had a good angle of that. And, yeah, he slotted that beautifully and, um, we do. We have heard like Peter Wright's a very good set um, shot at goal. Sometimes you wonder if he'll have the distance because um, we've seen a few shots where he's, um, you know, sometimes where he's tried to not kick it as hard as he could, but he's uh, been a little bit wayward. But um, you can see his actual technique is fantastic, and um, yeah, it was a really nice goal and at an important time because, as you say, um, Collingwood. Yeah, had, had gold and, um, you know, through, uh, well, Darcy Cameron then had another opportunity and missed and then we made him pay going up our end to kick that goal. But almost immediately afterwards, mate, um, 
they got another goal, you know, out of nothing almost. Was, mm. You know, Nick Hine, a bit of a fumble, and um, just bobbled around and went to Bo McCree. Creary, I think yeah, his name McCreary, is. Yeah. And he went on to kick his uh, thir- uh, second goal for that game. Yeah, which is a. Uh, and that's the thing at this level. You know, you can play as well as you like, but you, you, know, you stuff up uh, one little bit and uh, there's a player there to pounce on it. Um, and they could have really got another goal there, but there was some brilliant desperation at the end uh, with Redmond, Redmond uh, lunging at the footy to save a certain goal. Um, and with that, mate, you know, we. We finished the, the quarter, so uh, we were still up. So 11 goals, 10-76 to Collingwood's 11 goals, 5-71. Yeah, under a goal in front going into the last quarter and uh, call me a cynic, mate. Uh, yeah, we've seen a number of uh, Anzac Day games where we've, we've been in the match and kind of let it fall away in the last quarter. Mm. And, uh, you know, after the three-quarter time, uh, when Brady Majek put the pies in front. Uh, I was thinking, oh, come on, Bombers, don't, uh, don't drop this one. We've, you know, we've, we've got to try and you know, solidify this game because you know, we've given us our all and you know, this wasn't Collingwood's best side. It wasn't our best side, but we had our best opportunity to win. And, um, yeah, that, that first goal for Collingwood did make me a bit nervous, but... Uh, AMT was showing what a great game he was having when he kicked his fifth. Yeah, he did, mate. But, you know, leading up to that, you know, Wright, who'd, who'd really uh, sort of come into his own in that second half there, taking some important marks in defence and that forward, uh, he ended up taking a big, like a huge grab in the forward flank and then pumped it in long to Stringer. Uh, and when the ball spilled out, Tipper was able to snuck, uh, sneak on the end of a handball from Stringer and, um, yeah, kick his fifth. Uh and then we sort of got another not long after when Stringer got a handball from Parrish and he snapped it through and, geez, like how pumped was he, mate? Um, yeah, you reckon, um, yeah, like, you, you just see so much excitement from him, uh, which really rippled through the team. Yeah, and the thing with Jake, he's such a powerful kick. When he snapped that shot, mate, like I was just watching it, it was sailing up to the third level, it looked like, you know, just that's how much power he's got on his kicks. And you would just wonder, well, how did he guide that through? Because he's, he's really just turned and snapped. But you know, as I said, it was a massive kick. And it, um, yeah, he was so elated from kicking that goal. And, um, although Jake only ended up with the one goal, he, I thought he was really important in the day. And um, there was a you know, good reward for him. Yeah, it certainly was, mate. Um, yeah, and, you know, so we were 10 points up after another Maya check point. Uh, but there was plenty of time left for the Pies. Uh, but then Harry Jones, who hadn't really touched it all game, took a huge grab on the wing, then delivered it to Wright on the boundary, about 30 metres out. And uh, Peter Wright, you know, he just went back and thought, bugger it, I'm going to have a ping. And he went back and bloody nailed it. Uh, excellent goal. You know, and it was really good for him because uh, this is a game that was in the balance. And, you know, there's pressure on it. It's Anzac Day. There's you know, almost 80,000 people watching uh, for him to have the composure to go back and then slot a beautiful goal. Um, you've got to imagine uh, he never had this kind of experience playing for Gold Coast. So uh, all these experiences are brand new to even a player that's been in the system for six or seven years. Well, that's the thing, mate. I mean, he has played in front of 78,000 people before. 
I mean, it took him four seasons to get there, but um, (laughs) (laughs) no, so no, it was a fantastic um, game for him. Like, it's just great for his his confidence. And you could see, you know, um, you know, in that second half, like after taking a few grabs, he started to believe in himself. And then, um, yeah, it's obviously taken into that shot there, which is great. And, you know, he got involved uh, not long after too, mate, where he uh, tapped it. Beautifully uh, down to Parrish's throat uh, and Parrish grabbed it about 45 metres out on a bit of an angle and snapped it through for another bomber goal. And that was a really classy goal by Darcy. Um, whether he meant it or not, mate, the, the quickness of him being able to get that ball from hand to foot and snap the goal and it had a fair bit of distance on it, that kick. Um, so he guided it through and, yeah, he was the star of the show. Let's let's uh, not shy away. You know, he'd go on to win the Anzac Day medal, and well deserved with forty two possessions. But you know, even more to that, forty two possessions and two goals is even you know better stat line. You know, being able to add some scoreline pressure on the Pies. Bloody oath, mate. Um, but look, the the Pies didn't go away. You know, we were still three goals up after another goal to McCreary. Um, and yeah, Collingwood still felt they were in with a sniff, uh, but our defence continued to stand up. Uh, Laverty in particular took some really good intercept marks, and Cox kept providing a good target up the ground, up the ground to take some important marks to slow the play down. Uh, but you know, we then stretched the lead to 25 when Tipper kicked to a contest, which was crumbed by Perkins, who handballed out to Snelling, who snapped through his second. And. Uh, Will Snelling, a couple of goals. That's really important for him as well. To, yeah, you know, he's been maintaining his spot in the side. Yeah, you know, we, we always wonder, are we too short down there? But mate, the way that he was uh, putting pressure on, I can see why Truck is a big fan of his. Yeah, he uh, he just worked all all game and um, now to kick those two goals. Uh, he had a third opportunity as well. I think he kicked a point and might have had a goal uh, goal assist as well. But um, no, he. It was a really good contribution from him. And look, we ended up um, taking the game out by 24 points um, after a point to Hoskinelli on the siren. Um, and look, mate, it was just great to enjoy a four-goal win against the old foes. 16 goals, 13-109 to Collingwood's 13 goals, 785. Yeah, it was a great feeling to win on Anzac Day, as I said, the first time since 2017. And, you know, I, I think the most pleasing thing was was that, you know, we even though Collingwood will say that they had a number of players out, we had just as many um, players out, you know, in terms of, you know, when you think of Shield, uh, Caldwell, uh, Draper, Ridley, uh, that's just to name a few, and then we've got Stewart and so forth. So there's a number of players out um, for both teams and, um, yeah, you know, I thought our younger players would really benefit from that. And, you know, to see Darcy Parrish just put a commanding display on. Uh, so many positives for the footy club and a great first experience as coach for Ben Rutten. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and, like, the, the good thing was, um, you know, when I look at the stat sheet, like, things were pretty pretty even, you know, you know a few here and there, like we had slightly more disposals. Um uh, inside 50s, we had 54 to their 43. And so it's good we're getting plenty of looks. I mean, all of us worried about how we're going to get avenues to goal this season, but we just seem to be finding a way to continually keep pumping the ball in there. Um, 
and you know obviously Waller's a a big um, beneficiary of that you know kicking five on the day but um, you know if it's not him it's been Hooker before and um, so that is promising to see that we have been able to kick scores which is excellent uh, the big one for me though was disposal efficiency so we ended up at about 75 76 percent disposal efficiency which is certainly a lot higher than it has been previously um, so and you know, apart from that, you know, we got pumped in the hit outs, um, you know, 49 to our 31. Um, obviously, Grundy had quite a lot of dominance there, but um, we competed well, you know, both uh, Phillips and Wright, I thought, um, battled pretty manfully there. Um, but the where, where we sort of even that out was the actual clearance numbers. So we got 18 uh, to Collingwood's 13 at the centre uh, and stoppage clearances uh, Collingwood won out just there, 25 to our 21. So our midfield really stood up, um, which is important, particularly against, a, you know, even though they've got quite a lot of people out uh, and others being traded away, like Collingwood still does have a, uh, a fair list of blokes who can run through their midfield. Um, and, I, yeah, I just thought, you know, the little things, um, well, actually not little things, but marks, uh, that was really pleasing. We took 114 to their 81 now. Yeah, that's that's one point where we were both like, geez, we, we play so short, our marking power is almost non-existent. Um, you know, in years gone past, this year we found a way. Um, you know, players like, you know, Wright taking a few marks, Jones taking some marks, uh, Cox obviously running up and down the ground. Um, it's just fantastic to see. And as you say, mate, future's looking bright um, when you've got that sort of work ethic. Um but, you know, that's the sort of standard we've got to expect, like not necessarily winning the, um, the stat sheet or whatever, but just bringing that effort game in, game out. Um, and it's just been uh, an absolute um, you know, boon to see how the Bombers have gone about it this, uh, this season so far. So looking forward to many more of that. Yeah, well, again, a great win. And... Um... You know, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to hear your votes coming up, mate, after the break for the uh, Don's Cast Middle votes. So we'll have a break and we'll come back with the votes. And you're all listening to Don's Cast. And as we always do, Time to cast our votes for the Doncast Medal votes. And, mate, as always, you get to start first. Beautiful, mate. Um, so this one was uh, sort of difficult uh, in a lot of ways because plenty of blokes put up their hands uh, with good performances. Um, but, look, I'll go from the bottom, um, you know, with one vote um, for the game against the Pies. I had to go with two-metre Peter, Peter Wright. Um, you know, Wally's first half... Yeah, it wasn't fantastic. Uh, I thought he really warmed into the game. Uh, and certainly by the end of it, you know, he, he kicked two really important goals um, when the rips were cracking. Uh, ended up um, taking 16 possessions throughout the game with uh, 10 kicks out of that. And he's, a, he's quite a good field kick, uh, Peter Wright. Um, so he's, he was pretty serviceable there. Uh, ended up taking 10 big marks as well, which is really pleasing to see. Uh, but the best thing, I mean, for mine... Uh, was the six tackles he laid. You know, he's really throwing his body around. He's really starting to, you know, make his presence known on the footy footy field. Uh, and to go along with his uh, two goals, 
Uh, he got a goal assist, and that was that tap to, to Parrish, uh, which was just fantastic. You know, he got 11 hitouts as well, um, which was excellent. You know, so, he, yeah, he's quite serviceable in the ruck there without being, uh, you know, a world beater. Uh, so I thought it was a really good uh, effort from Peter Wright, and some of those marks were just really important moments. Uh, so I thought it was just excellent from him to really stand up in the day. Uh, two votes had to go for Zach Merritt. Um, look, he... He was basically found the, the footy at will on the day. Uh, ended up racking up with 34 disposals. Uh, most of those were handballs, uh, so 18 handballs, 16 kicks. Um, he was actually using the ball really well, um, making sure to find plenty of pay, uh, players out with a bit of uh, space to run. Um, had seven clearances, which was excellent. So he's starting to use that um, sort of uh, real inside midfield craft that he had developed previously. Um, so using that now um, where we, we don't have the, the sort of shields and core wells in there. So that was excellent to see from Zach. Uh, six tackles as well was just excellent to see along with six marks. Um, had a shot at goal, unfortunately didn't slot it, but um, no, I thought he was, it was really good um, merit. And you know, if I'm quite honest with you, I probably only gave him the two votes because, you know, we, we've, I suppose that's the level we expect from, from Zach, but um, just great to see. But for the three votes, um, for mine, I had to go Jaden Laverde. Um, like this bloke, you know, he's been given a new role this year in defence, um, you know, after like really struggling in his career in terms of finding form, um, in terms of battling injury issues. Um, but he's just put together such a mountain of work over the pre-season and, um, you know, to date during the season, uh, which is excellent. Uh, you know, for the night, he had 21 disposals, uh, 17 kicks out of that. And he's a beautiful kick of the footy, uh, Laverde. Um, certainly, um, you know, generally found a, a good target. Um, but the biggest thing was 13 marks, and plenty of those were intercept marks. And, look, he is an undersized um, a backman. And for mine, even though he did get a couple of shots at goal and, and did kick a goal in the end, I, th- I thought he killed my check. Um you know, Majek is a, is a guy who um, can really start to take hold of it. You've seen him blow up with bags of four and five and um, can get really dangerous because if he gets a mark, uh, he's a pretty good set shot at goal. And I thought uh, Laverde really stifled his influence on the game. Um, so, and then like, not only that, but uh, to kick a goal himself, uh, I thought that was fantastic. So um, excellent work from Jaden Laverde. So I had to give him the three votes there. Uh, four votes had to go with Waller. Uh, you know, five goals for a small forward. Uh, you can't ask for much more than that, mate. Um, you know, and as you were saying before, just the way he went about getting his goals, like they were really crafty, um, picks and pockets, and, um, you know, we wove in and out of traffic, uh, which is excellent. Um, made six tackles in there, so really contributed to that, that pressure up forward, uh, which we all know him and, and love him for. Um, but yeah, just a, an excellent game from him. You know, when you have 10 disposals and kick five goals, that's a pretty good game in anyone's language. Um, so an excellent game from, from Waller. Um, but for the five votes, uh, you, you couldn't go past Darcy Parrish. Um, I mean, it was just a complete performance, uh, from end to end, uh, you know, 42 disposals, two goals, um, you know, 24 kicks and, you know, I don't remember him making many clangers on the night, so he really cleaned that up and used the ball very well. Um, yeah, it was able to 
you know, get 619 metres gained for us, which is bloody huge. Um, uh, took six marks, nine clearances, mate. Just an absolute beast in there. Uh, but the pleasing thing was it wasn't just about him. Like, he, he tried to find um, blokes, blokes free in better spaces. And um, to add to his own two goals, he had two goal assists, uh, which is excellent. And all that, James, in just 75% of game time. So uh, five votes for Darcy. Uh, but how about yourself, mate? How did you see it? Well, mate, we must uh, two minds, you know, two great minds think alike, I think, because um, <laughs> I've actually got the same five in the same order. So, um, and obviously we don't talk about this prior to the show. So I actually had uh, yeah, Peter Wright for the one. And I agree, mate, in the first half he was quiet. Um, yeah, well, when I say quiet, he wasn't having an impact on the scoreboard. And um, I think he's finding his feet from being the number one ruckman the last few weeks to being a backup. But I've got to say, he looked more suited in that. And in the second half, it, you, know, you, you, you said about Kyle Hooker having a discussion with Peter Wright, and maybe you took a lot of that on board, mate, because in that second half, he, he was like a reinvigorated player that had a lot more tricks in his bag and you know, he kicked a nice couple of goals and, as you say, took a number of marks. And he is a good field kick around the, goal, uh, around the ground, you know. Um, he's got like a laconic kick, like he kicks off a couple of steps and then, you know, he seems to hit up a target. But when you look at him, he doesn't seem to be a lot of urgency, but he generally finds his man. So, yeah, I thought he was really important. We gave, uh, again, two votes to Zach Merritt. You know, he racked up the footy pretty easily, I think 34 possessions, mate. And, um, yeah, he just seemed to find a ball at will. Like, he had a shot at goal, didn't, didn't kick it, but... Uh, just these fast handballs that set up the play was really good. And uh, as I said, he, he's just such a dangerous player that you know the opposition's going to put a lot of time into him. So players like Darcy Parrish and even Andy McGrath should be the beneficiaries of that. So a uh, really good game from Zach Merritt. Uh, Jaden Laverde, as you say, mate, he's battled injury. Um, and, yeah, it was a bit of a wayward forward in terms of yeah, his field, his goal kicking was not great at times, and um, if it wasn't that, it was yeah injury concerns. And even though he's a bit injured, a bit worried about him at just before half time, mate. I thought, oh, we lost Francis and potentially Laverde as well. But um, yeah, it was great to see that. Yeah, he he continued his great day in the second half and was really important, uh, especially with Francis going down. He had to play uh, an even more important role. So. Great game from Jaden. Uh, yeah, Tipper, five goals yeah, on, on a really big day for the club. And none of them were yeah, easy, mate. Like, they were all snaps. And, um, yeah, Colin, we can whinge about that one that might have been fractionally out. But, you know, uh, there was no one near him. So uh, there was no one pointing out to the boundary umpire pleading because he burnt them off at that stage. So... Um, it will take the goal there, mate. And as you say, Collingwood's done that to us a couple of times as well. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great goal, great goal kicking from uh, Tipper on the day. And obviously, yeah, Darcy Parrish, it was impossible to go past him as the best player on the ground. Had a great game, um, you know, just in the way that he was able to find the footy. And, you know, it's been spoken about a lot throughout the week already that, um, you know, Shield and Caldwell getting those injuries has given him more opportunity and 
his last four games, I think he's third in the comp for clearances and so forth. So, um, mate, we've been bemoaning this for a long time. We feel like he should have more minutes in the midfield and particularly when he's out of contract. Um, I really hope Truck has had a rethink on that. And uh, To me, he should be playing majority of his footy uh, out of the centre. Absolutely, mate. Then, uh, yeah, like with a game like that, um, you know, it'd be a very difficult case to to argue that he shouldn't be in that that first uh, sort of lineup of um, of midfielders. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm sort of um, you know wondering about you know because he continues to play about seventy five percent of game time. Whether that's because he's he's more of a sort of burst player or whatever, or whether he just doesn't have that tank yet to, um, you know, to take up more of the load. Um, but no, he's, um, he's certainly his ability to find the footy is unquestionable. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the way he was able to use it on the game was, um, was really impactful and really stamped his authority in the game. Yeah. Well, he actually spoke after the game and he was saying that his fitness has gone to a whole new level. Like he's done a whole heap of running and, he feels, you know, his best endurance, um, you know, this year as opposed to other years. So he's obviously building that tank. Um, he's now, what, seven years into the system or six or seven years into the system. So he's uh, obviously at that stage of his career where he starts to command, you know, that he's a, more of a senior player than a than a rookie, if you, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, really great performance and, as I said, like the main thing I want out of this is that we know what we've got and how how class he is in the middle. And uh, you know, to me, there's no excuses why even when Shield and Caldwell those return, that uh, he should still be in that mix because uh, I still think he's our best clearance player in terms of being able to get the ball below his knees and dish it out. Absolutely, mate. All right, well. Um... I'll go through the, the total votes as it sits after round six, mate. Um, so with one vote each, we've got Redmond, Draper and Stringer. Uh, two votes, we've got Shield and Wright. On three votes, uh, Heppel and Cox. Five votes each, we've got Francis and Perkins. With Laverde, we've got seven votes. Hooker's on nine. Waller and McGrath on 15. Parrish on 23. Ridley on 26. Hind with 27, and out in front is Zach Merritt with 35 votes. Yeah, well, it's uh, good to see some different names from last year, mate. Uh, you know, uh, obviously we lost the, those three players that, you know, and, and we, to be fair, mate, um, Aratio Fantasia's having a great year. He's a Port's leading goal kicker, and he looks as fit as he's ever has, um, hmm. which is a bit frustrating because his last few years at Bomber. Bombers was uh, just watching him fall apart, basically. Yeah. So, um, and then even Danaher's being able to, you know, play continuous games in a row and doesn't seem to be hobbling around. So, um, and then obviously we know the man who we don't like to mention, uh, who will be coming up against uh, next week. Um, let's, uh, yeah, they, they might be having good seasons, but I, I think that... Um, yeah, we haven't done too badly out of this, especially for our future. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think that the club's got, you know, made a decision to kind of build up again. 
Um, how long that will take, who knows? But you know, it's going to be paramount that we keep players like Zach Merritt and um, you know have a leader to take them through. And uh, yeah, and let's uh, hope. So now, we're, yeah, we're going to be really watching the Darcy Parish decision as well as the Zach Merritt decision uh, as we you know, come closer to the end of the year. Absolutely, mate. But uh, you know, I think with the the core group of players we're we're building. Yeah, hopefully players see some hope in that list and you know I think the performances are getting out there on the field and uh, you know I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident that um, you know Merritt will resign and you know Parish will resign um, with us uh, with the, exp- the performance we're putting out but you can see these young players they've got a real hunger and um, like obviously real talent uh, for the footy so um, nah, it's, it's looking pretty good I reckon all right, well, why don't we have a break, mate? We'll come back and we'll quickly talk about the VFL um, because uh, obviously the VFL boys responded after a loss, um, you know, a heavy loss against the Brisbane Lions. Um, and our boys got up. So we'll have a quick break and we'll come back and talk about our VFL team. And you're listening to the Don's Cast. And, mate, uh, before we go by the numbers, I thought we'd have a quick chat about the VFL team. And um, Obviously, last week we kind of outshone by the Lions. They really made us look a little bit second rate. But, um, you know, we obviously knew that was a new, essentially a pretty much a new look VFL team. Um, and it was going to be interesting how we'd bounce back against the Pies at their home, traditional home, uh, Victoria Park. Uh, but it was our boys who got up and won by 35 points on the day. Uh, 12 goals, 13.85 to 6.14.50. Yeah, that's a pretty good win, mate. Uh, so what were your sort of standouts for that one? Well, I think the player that I um, wasn't keen to see out of the side last week, I, I just had this gut feel that, um, you know, Alec Waterman could have a big statement to be, to be said on Anzac Day. So I was a little bit disappointed he was out, but um, yeah, and obviously the weather um, came in and out on that day down at Big Park. But um, he, I thought he was, uh, you know, pretty important. Like he didn't get a whole heap of the ball, but um, you know, he he definitely uh, made an impact when he had his shots of goal, and you feel pretty reliable for him when he has uh, set shots of goal. Um, you know, he kicked two for the. Two for the day, and um, also saw a familiar face, uh, Paddy Ambrose, kick uh, two goals, mate. Uh, he continues to play up forward, so um, they're not looking to play him down back. And uh, obviously, when he does return to the senior side, which I'm sure he'll get an opportunity, um, it looks like he'll be adding forward line pressure um, when he comes in. Uh, and sneakingly, mate, uh, if he was ready, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him put a uh, one of those bone crunching tackles on <laughs> <laughs> on that Carlton player that um, decided to leave us. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, yeah, he, I don't, I still don't think he's quite ready, mate. I think he still needs a couple more runs in the twos to, um, you know, before he's uh, considered for senior selection, um, especially after the boys had such a great performance 
um, you know, on Anzac Day. It'll be hard to break into that team. Mm. Um, other players that, you know, and I've got to take my hat off to him. We kind of, he has become a bit of a whipping boy for us, mate. But uh, Tom Cutler, yeah, he, he was pretty good on the day, mate. He had 27 disposals, kicked three goals. And in that, I think it was the third term, he was everywhere, mate. He um, was all over it. And, uh, you know, he, he actually looked really dangerous. And, you know, it'd be great if he could bring that kind of form to uh, the senior team. Mm. Um so even though we have kind of potted him about, you know, not wanting to be at the contest and so forth, um, you know, that didn't really stand out on the day. And if anything, he, he was just a dangerous player to have the ball in his hands. Um, and I think that's what we saw in him when we picked him up, you know, knowing that he had that booming long kick um, and, you know, he actually can kick a goal. Uh, but, you know, for, some, for whatever reason... Um, you know, in his initial year and a bit, it's been uh, few and far between. But, um, yeah, that would have done his confidence uh, the world of good. And uh, I could almost see him being a sub, mate. Um, I know uh, David Zarakis came on uh, during the Anzac Day. But, um, yeah, Cutler, I can see why they made him a sub early. Like, when he's on, yeah, he's got that bit of height. Uh, although he's not physical, he... He's got a bit of height. He can give you a bit of aerial uh, marking, but also he can boom the boom the ball like a good distance, mate, 60, 65 metres pretty well. So, um, yeah, he, he had a good game. Um, who else did I notice? Uh, well, uh, Cahill, or, or Carl, sorry, I should say. Um, he, he looked a lot more composed in this game. Uh, we kind of bemoaned some of his kicking was being turned over. I thought he used the ball much better uh, during that game. Um, so, you know, again, that will do his confidence well because he did look a little down, especially against the Lions. Maybe he turned the ball over a number of times and uh, obviously no player directly goes out to do that. So, obviously, every time you do it, you you feel a bit... Mm. I imagine you feel pretty poor and, um, yeah, he would have taken a lot of confidence out of that game. Did he, uh, did he still play down back, mate? Yeah, he's still down back, so um, yeah, playing on that you know, back pocket, half back flank. Um, so I think that's the position they want him to play. Um, and again, that's going to be hard to break into, especially uh, the talk is, mate. Francis isn't that bad the injury, so uh, apparently he's uh, you know a chance to play against Carlton. Um, so there was no um, no uh, structural damage, and he's up to weight loading on that ankle already so um yeah they'll see how he trains during the week so it's going to be hard to break into that back line because we already know um jordan ridley will come in um you know he'll definitely come straight back um and so if they give francis the week off i guess ridley would be the, the most likely to come in but um yeah yeah the anyone else it's going to be hard after having that big win um, anyone else that you're inquiring about? I just, you did mention, um, you know, that Gleason, but obviously Gleason didn't play on the day. Mm. Um, what about Tom, uh, Nick Bryan, mate? Oh, Nick Bryan was really good, mate. Uh, I was really impressed with his rough work, and he looks ready to me. Uh, I don't think they'll play him in the seniors next week. I think, you know, with Pitney being a you know, big body, I think. Andrew Phillips probably better suited to 
go up against um, going against him. But I'm pretty sure, you know, when we play the likes of, um, you know, potentially uh, North and uh, even uh, North and maybe Frio, uh, I know Darcy's a bigger player, but also you've got Flynn at GWS. I, I can see him making his debut fairly, fairly soon, mate. And, you know, he roughed really well. And his agility is just, you know, really good for his, uh, for his height. So, and, and there weren't the supreme conditions, you know. So I was really impressed with um, his rough work. So that was a good one to bring up. Tommy Hurd, um, again, uh, you can see he's a developing player. He's got, you know, he's, he's got a fair way to go to get back into the game in terms of um, totally getting it. But his endeavour is fantastic. And we've kind of spoken about before, mate, there's a, there is a back line or small back uh, position available for him if he does... Yeah, does get it right. He's still a bit undersized for mine. Um, so it's hard to go up against senior body teams when you are a bit slight, but I'm pretty sure he can, you know, could gain a little bit of weight and you know, with the work in the gym and so forth. So uh, we might not see it immediately, but hopefully Tommy um Tom Hurd gets a chance to um you know develop with Essendon and, and become you know a player that we could one day enjoy seeing another herd in the senior team, mate. It would be a great moment um, if his name ever gets read out uh, yeah. on a senior list. <laughs> I think yeah. we'd all take a bit of bit of a smile out of that, mate. That's it. And what about our, our sort of uh, last standing Irish bloke, mate, Kim McBride? How did he go? Well, he just came back. So it was his, I think I think it was, I don't know if he played the week before. I don't remember seeing him, but nah. no, it was his first game. And yeah, obviously he's got a, a really nice body size on him. Yeah, he, um, again another one of those. They tend to play him down the halfback. Um, so he's another player that, you know, with Cody Brown down there, you know, who came back as well. So we've got a number of defenders, and, and that's not to add uh, Zach Reed, who's been uh, off, you know, he's been sick for uh, most of the last week. And Josh Marnie was saying the, you know, the illness might carry over for next week as well. So I don't know what's wrong with him, but it, you know, he's obviously quite sick at the moment. So, um, yeah, so we've got a number of developing backmen, and uh, uh, Kean is another one that, um, yeah, it's another developing one, and he's obviously invested in being at Essendon, like a, a few of the um, other Irishmen, like McKenna and um, help me with the. Uh, Was it McQuillan? Ross yeah, McQuillan. Yeah, yeah, both of those boys um, decided to leave at the end of the last year. Um, well, McQuillan nearly came back, like. He, he seemed to be a very late decision to um, step away. And I don't know if that was mutual, by the way. I don't know if it was like, you know, because of Corona, he wanted to go home, but maybe Essendon saw you know, a bit of benefit having a, a list spot available to him. But, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Kean's obviously invested. He's been working hard to come back from that. I think he had a foot injury. So um, yeah, it's good to see him back. Cody Brand. Uh, he got better as the game went on, mate. Uh, first, as you imagine, he made a few blues here and there, but, yeah, I thought he got stronger as the game went on. Um, I'm trying to think of any other senior listed players that um, you might have asked about, but, uh, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, the other one was uh, that I noticed was Lockie Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he's another one that, yeah, he, he he's still learning how to get, you know, Win, win possession game, I think. That's, yeah, they've been giving a bit of run on the midfield and 
he's another one that could probably play more half back than uh, half forward, I think. But he um, he's a good tackler, and I think he's a player that yeah, you know, obviously had that coming back from an ACL. It's going to take some time with him, but um, yeah, you know, I still think there's a player there, mate. So um, yeah, there's a most of the senior list of boys look well, and then um, you've also got players that are you know, just underneath them um, that actually got a bit of the footy. You know, you're looking at um, Joe Atley and you know, Cole Dunkley, uh, and you know, we talked about uh, Baker from well, the Sydney Academy. Um, he actually looked quite well down you know, in the side as well. So yeah, there's a there's a few of them that aren't on our senior list, but um, are going to provide the leadership. And Paul Cousins spoke about that last week. You know, they need those uh, few senior list of players they've got to really um, keep these uh, younger developing bombers on a you know, on a good pathway to get into the senior side themselves uh, one day. So um, your leadership's really important in that. So. Yeah, good effort. I would say probably the the best player on the day eventually was probably Cutler. I think you know he's you know kicking three goals and twenty seven possessions. That's a pretty good day's day at the office. Um, so he put himself in contention. Ned Carl did. I think yeah he did well in terms of um, you know winning a bit of footy and and using the ball a bit better. So I think you know Waterman obviously kick a goal. So I think they're the three that if they were going to consider from dragging up any anyone from the um, from the twos into the into the senior side, I, I think those three would be looked at. But even Nick Bryan is another one. But obviously, when you win, it's hard to make uh, too many changes. So I think uh, Jordan Ridley returning from that head knock is more likely to be the only change, unless Francis misses as well, and they might look at someone else. But um, it'll be interesting to see if David Zarakis um, holds his spot as well because, uh, you know, there's a few players that want a game and David probably hasn't had a full game in the in the twos uh, for a bit. So uh, he might be another one that might need another run in the reserves. Oh, good, uh, good observations, mate. Mm. And we play Carlton next week. Uh, so uh, Carlton have been going pretty well in the... In the two, so it'll be another challenge for us. And uh, as I said, we hopefully we get you know Tom Stewart back. Um, uh, you know, sorry, James Stewart back. Yeah. Um, Tom Stewart would be handy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, if we get James Stewart, and um, you know, he could have a run. I think Dylan Clark's getting close to having a run. Um, so there's a few players. We don't know what's wrong with Marty Gleeson. So as you say. There's a few senior players that could, you know, come back into that uh, VFL team and um, you know, strengthen our side even more. Beautiful. All right, we'll um, we'll have a break, mate, and we'll come back with our by the numbers segment. And you're listening to Don's Cast, and where you go by the numbers. And as always, mate, we start with Andy McGrath when he's fit and firing, and let's start with Andy on his Anzac Day performance. 
Yeah, I thought of um, thought it was a solid game from McGrath without being outstanding. Um, you know, it, probably solid contribution is probably how I'd um, uh, sort of class it. You know, twenty-one disposals. Um, yeah, for mine, wasn't overly effective with his disposals, but where he was good um, was his uh, pressure work. Like kept on um, sort of applying tackles and stuff all game. Like racked up the seven seven tackles in the end there. Had three clearances in the midfield. Um, had a couple of shots of goal. Unfortunately, neither of those went through. But um, I thought it was a, a decent game from him. Um, but uh, you know, he, he kept at it all game, so never out of the contest. How about yourself, mate? Yeah, as you say, he had a couple of bursts when he ran towards goal and it would have been great for him to kick one of those nice long goals, but it wasn't to be. But with Andy, um, yeah, I think he's being what particularly hard body opposition. So um, the great thing about him is his tackling's up. You know, he got another seven tackles on the day um, and, you know, trying to add that scoreboard pressure is really good. I think, you know, you know, I definitely encourage him to keep having shots at goal where he can because um, I think that's where you become a really dangerous midfielder is when you can add, uh, you know, those goal kicking to it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, so the next player obviously was kind of discussed was um, Dar- Darcy Barish, mate, and not much more to say about him. He's had a fantastic game, um, 42 possessions. Uh, yeah, a couple of goals. Yeah, you couldn't ask for much more from Darcy. And as you say, all that in 75% game time. Yeah, it's just a, a complete performance from Darcy. Um, really showing why we're selected as a midfielder, why he should be played as a midfielder. Um, yeah, and he's playing absolutely brilliantly there. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Kyle Langford, mate, again, uh, he's had, just having an almost kind of season in terms of he's not having those standout games um, that he had. Um, at some stages last year. Um, so he's doing his role. So, you know, and he adds a bit of marking power, you know, being around that midfield. But, you know, it's the, you had the 21 disposals, nine kicks, 12 handballs, um, three marks, but just not adding to the scoreboard, which um, probably was one of his points of difference last year. He could add a bit of score, uh, you know, add a few goals as well um, when he played half forward. So, yeah, how did you see him, particularly he's laid two tackles only? Yeah, I think you've uh, summed it up beautifully by saying almost. Like, you know, there was a couple of points there where you, you thought, geez, he's, he's really, um, he's everywhere. Like he was, you know, collecting handballs. He was, you know, laying a couple of shepherds. He uh, took a couple of marks, um, but was largely, um, you know, not hugely impactful, um, if I'm you know, just blunt. Um, but, you know, he continued to present an option. Um, so it's not like he was ever out of the game. Um, you know, as you say, when you rack up 21 disposals, like you're obviously um, in the contest. Uh, you know, he did have a clearance and the goal assist. Um, but, uh, no, nah, he's definitely capable of much more. But um, certainly, as you say, mate, he's playing a role. So, look, solid game. Um, but... Um, hopefully he'll uh, he'll lift as the season wears on. Yeah, and it has been a bit underwhelming his start to the year, uh, particularly when we heard how great a preseason he had. So um, hopefully he can work through this period and you know, start to really have more impact on games as the season goes on. 
Dev Smith, mate, he, he didn't have a lot of the footy. Um, he kicked that really nice goal, you know, just you know, around the quarter time mark. But um, yeah, his tackling is, you know, obviously one of his strong suits. And um, yeah, he had 10 tackles on the day, which is great to see back to those numbers that he um, used to get, um, you know, with his tackling pressure. But um, yeah, just seven kicks, four handballs, um, five marks, and 10 tackles. Uh, you know, like I said, that one important goal. Uh, yeah, I think with Devon, uh, Truck will be happy with that, even with the low amount of possessions. That Those 10 tackles will be most pleasing, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And for mine, um, watching that game, it was a real uh, sort of role-based game. Um, you know, obviously, when you've got um, other blokes running through the midfield, he's not going to get a lot of opportunity in there. Um, but what we do need is, is pressure forwards, and he certainly brought that. Uh, so, yeah, they, those 10 tackles were huge. Uh, had two clearances. Um, yeah, kicked that beautiful goal. And I think, you know, as a sort of forward pocket kind of player, uh, that's just what you expect. You, you know, be a bit of a terrier in the footy. Um, he did provide plenty of options and was definitely, uh, you know, pressuring at the ball carrier when the Pies had it. Um, so, yeah, for mine, he... he played a solid game and, uh, you know, performed his role for the side, which, um, you know, it's sort of worked out uh, for us on the day. And, um, yeah, like we don't need him to um, to be outstanding each and every single week. Like we need blokes who are going to play their role and, and certainly he did that. Yeah, and I think he was watching Noble from Collingwood who can be a, like a bit of a quarterback for the Pies. So I think that may have been a defensive role he was given. And, um we know Quaynor um, is another one of those players. So I think he was uh, had been given the task to watch those two to make sure they weren't wreaking uh, too much uh, havoc for the, you know, down there. So yeah, a good defensive game by Devin Smith. Uh, again, we gave uh, Zach Merritt votes and uh, yeah, another good... Yeah, he got his possessions again, mate. 34 disposals, 16 kicks, uh, 18 handballs. Six tackles, six marks, and just a one point. But, um, yeah, Zach's having a very consistent season. And, uh, you know, he's been, yeah, fantastic, especially with all the pressures surrounding his uh, contract. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just see these performances week in, week out. Um, you know, it'd be very difficult to do, to do that uh, if you wanted out. So he's... Um, his continued performance um, at a higher level it does give me more hope that he's uh, invested in the team. Um, so fantastic to see these performances. Um, yeah, not much more I can say, but uh, no, another great game from Zach. And yeah, looking forward to him uh, hopefully signing something uh, in the next few weeks, but uh, I'll continue to hold my breath until then. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Francis, we know, um, subbed off before half time. Uh, but he, he actually started the game pretty well, mate. He was, you know, uh, you know doing those, uh, you know, intercept marking that we know he, he's very good at and was using the ball pretty well when he, when on the few opportunities he, he got to have a kick. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, the, the sounding at the moment is that, you know, he's avoided any serious injury and uh, there's a potential chance he, he could line up against the Blues. Which would be fantastic because, uh, you know, from the vision we saw on the TV, um, he looked absolutely distraught on the bench there. Like, bloody hell, I've done myself another injury. 
because um, he's another one who's struggled over the years. Um, so now I really hope he does get up and it was just a, just a sprain because um, yeah, he was playing well, but unfortunately went off and yeah, let's, we'll see. Uh, I'll wait for the medical report later in the week, but um, yeah, certainly wish him all the best and hope he gets back with us soon. And uh, David Zarakis was the uh, medical sub and uh, he came on and Truck actually mentioned his uh, you know, press conference after the game. You know, he was impressed with David having to play basically halfback flank, uh, which is a role he hadn't trained for over preseason. Um, you know, he just had the four disposals, three kicks and one handball in a half. So um, last year, mate, we, uh, we kind of bemoaned it. He was really struggling to find the footy and uh, obviously had the free tackles yesterday as well. So that was pretty good effort from him in terms of um, defensive pressure, which hasn't always been his strong suit, as we know. Mm. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the club does because he had a number of weeks where he was the medical sub um, uh, or he didn't play at all. So he's probably in line now to have a full game. And, you know, if he's not going to be selected for the senior side, I think, Probably more benefit to play in the VFL next week, um, giving him a full match, and um, you know, basically, you know, giving him you know, a, a majority of the game on ball would be ideal to get him some form. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, because like, yeah, realistically, it is hard to get involved in the game. You know, when it sort of started without you, but he did play fifty-six percent of game time. Um, and for someone of Zarakas' talent uh, to only get the four disposals from that, like the three tackles were good, um, but um, yeah, certainly there's got to be an element there of, of finding your feet at the level. And certainly after not playing much footy at all, like I think he, so he's been held over as a sub, but then um, has played some VFL uh, footy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you that yeah, um, yeah, full game on the ball. Uh, at VFL level would be far better to him um, than to sort of chuck him in the deep end. Um, at AFL level, um, yeah, that's just our opinions, I guess. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Nick Cox played his first Anzac Day and you know, caught my eye, mate, taking some big uh, contested marks, you know, from the kick out. And they're ones that he really had to clunk because uh, there was plenty of pies around it for spilled out of his mitts and uh yeah he took some really contested marks you know had uh, 15 disposals 10 kicks five handballs and eight marks which is uh really good in his first day there and just the one tackle but that one tackle was fantastic you know you really just put the clamps on and uh it was i thought it was a really good debut anzac day yeah it was mate um he's continued to grow game by game cox and while this game mightn't have been his um, sort of standout game in terms of performance, like the the thing that really shone out, as he said, was his marking power. Uh, really used that to good effect, and and that was not just at one part of the ground. You know, it was in defence, it was it was in attack. Um, you know, he's really putting together some solid footy now, um, which is just great to see. Because you know, even though that first half, like to be honest with you, when he did get the footy, he looked pretty um, sort of clunky with it. Um, you know, didn't make best use of his, of his disposal, but he continued to um, apply pressure, clean up, um, you know, mop up the footy where he could and 
uh, you know, lay a shepherd here and there, lay a bump here and there. Um, those things don't show up on a stat sheet. Um, but certainly like I'm, I'm seeing a player, Nick Cox, that just loves to play footy, uh, is a real competitor. And certainly, um, you know, he looked really assured when he was, he was flying for the footy. And you think, you know, at, what, five, six games in to his career, uh, that's just excellent signs. So, no, I thought he had a pretty solid game. Uh, Jaden Laverty, mate, we both gave him votes. Uh, had a really important role, especially when uh, Francis went off. And you know, he was so reliable down there. And you know, to kick a goal as well was fantastic for him. And you know, to have 21 disposals on the day, 17 kicks, four handballs, 13 marks, mate. Um, you know, the, his hands are very good on the day. And um, you know, a lot of them might have been chips and so forth, but there was a number of marks he had to take uh, when the heat was on and you know, he was able to control the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, not much more I can add from what we've said before. Uh, a really standout game. And to shut out my check from the contest, I, I thought he uh, played an excellent role for us. And it's just, it's just great to see him get continuous games under his belt uh, where he's able to perform at the level and, and really well too, like particularly like le- taking on and learning this defensive role. Um, he's had to really do a mountain of work to, um, you know, stay competitive uh, when he's getting outsized, uh, you know, obviously forwards who spend a lot more time on the ground up that end um, that he's played. Um, and I, I think he's just um, really, uh, you know, doing everything he can to um, to help the Bombers, uh, you know, stay steadfast in defence. And, you know, particularly when he's had, you know, Ridley went down last week and then Francis down this week. He's had to really shoulder a lot of that load uh, and he's he's doing a really good job of that. So, uh, yeah, good stuff for Lav. Yeah, now, um, I'll say he, he cut the knock just before half-time, mate, and I thought that showed resilience from him. Mm. You know, we know his body's not been the most reliable, um, and I'm sure he would have played for a bit of pain there, but you know he was so needed. Uh, it was great to see him play through that, and um, yeah, hopefully he's okay for next week. Archie Perkins was making his debut Anzac Day, mate, and um, he's a player that yeah you know, had 12 disposals, eight kicks, four handballs, uh, three marks, four tackles. So yeah, you know, he's definitely in the contest. To me, mate, um, there's definitely a player there, and. Um, I think he's going to be a really good player. But um, to me, he's just if there's anything he can improve on, it's just his game awareness in terms of yeah. – um, and, and obviously he's only a young kid. You know, he's not long-term 19, I think, and um, he's got the acronym to be a, a fantastic player. And I just think that as he gets the pace of the game, he'll even be even more dangerous. But – his, his footy IQ is really good. Like you see, you know, he, he knows what he wants to do with the ball when he gets it. Um, you know, he, he analyses it and, and it's the, the only thing that he needs to improve on is just, you know, for him is a bit more game awareness because sometimes he, you know, he's prone to get, you know, almost run down just because he thinks he has that moment longer than he actually has. Yeah, yeah he does, but I, like I'd much prefer... Um, you know, watching that and someone who's a bit timid with the footy and um, you know, passes to someone um, who's going to get cleaned up straight away. I, like, I love that he takes the game on. Um, and you can just see his movement. Like, he's 
um, like he weaves in and out of traffic, um, and his physicality around, like you know, his his tackles, he he does tackle to hurt. Um, and while he's, um, I mean, he's a sort of maturely built bloke for a nineteen year old, but once he continues to develop into that frame where, like, he put a bit of muscle on, um, yeah, I reckon he's really going to be one of those players who's going to be able to throw it around. And um, it's just fantastic to see his, just his will to get to a contest and try to make an impact at every available opportunity. Um, yeah, certainly he's, uh, he's going to be very exciting for all the Bomber faithful for many years to come. And, uh, uh, you know, while he hasn't had outstanding games yet, uh, I'm liking all the signs I'm seeing so far. Yeah, and it is great to see players like Cox and Perkins coming through, isn't it, mate, to have, um, you know, first-round picks, which we haven't had for feels like a little while. Um, and then when you add Reed to that, you know, it looks like we've got a number of players to look forward to watching their careers. Uh, Nick Hind, mate, he, look, he um, he was important again. Uh, you know, he's been a great pick-up for us. He did make a couple of blues on the day and they did result in goals. Um, but that's being a harsh judge as well because, um, yeah, you want him to take the game on. So every now and then he's going to make some errors. Um, and he got a little bit down on himself after that goal from um, McCready. I think he was, um, yeah, he, his head was down. But I was really impressed. Uh, Heppel went across to him and basically put his arm around him and told him to keep going for it. So, uh, but I, I thought he still had another good game, especially he got better as the game went on as well. Uh, 23 disposals, 18 kicks, five handballs, eight marks and two tackles. So uh, Nick Hind has been a real find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't know it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he's like, as you say, mate, um, yeah, when you take the game on, you are going to get done sometimes. Um, but like in saying that, like, um, the way the ball was coming into Collingwood's forward 50 sometimes, um, they just had no time to sort of get rid of it. So, um, And they were setting up uh, pretty well at certain stages of the game where, you know, Hines sort of took it upon himself to try and break the lines. And I don't mind that, like if he's trying to break the lines and gets done, um, because at least that shows he's taking the game on. Um, so, and, and then you look at his game, um, you know, holistically, and like he's such a good kick of the footy. So those uh, 18 kicks he had, you know, most of those found uh, quite good targets. Um, but the three clearances as well, like um, he's really, um, to me, he's developed in all aspects of his game. Like if you look at the player he was, you know, two, three years ago when he was in our VFL system, um, then he was a sort of a, you know, pinch hitting forward in the uh, St Kilda forward line for a bit there. Um, you know, he's not just a player who's got a burst of speed every now and then. Like, he he does play some pretty good defensive roles, um, shows real determination at the contest. So, um, you know, while he, you know, you win some, you lose some, and, you know, maybe not everything went his way this game. But I thought it was a really solid effort from, from Hind, and he is such an important player for us. Um, you know, just really showing that effort uh, week in, week out. And now, again, going back to that, uh, blue collar footy. Um, you know, if the effort's there, you know, the um, he's got good kicking. Um, you know, that's yeah, that's just really solid footy. Something that we can depend upon uh, for many games to come. And certainly, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought he played a, a solid game for us. And uh, Peter Wright, we gave votes to mate. Um, 
you know, especially had a great second uh, half. And, you know, these are stats for a bloke that's over 200 centimetres tall. Uh, 16 disposals, 10 kicks, 6 handballs, 10 marks, 6 tackles, and 11 hit-outs. So um, that's pretty impressive stats for a, a bloke that was playing second ruck and, you know, providing a couple of goals for the Bombers. Absolutely, mate. And, uh, you know, two goals and a goal assist, that's pretty good. And look again, um, you know, when he was in the ruck, he certainly didn't uh, shame himself and certainly didn't give away any any silly free kicks. So, um, no, like after having a slow start to the game, really warmed into it and uh, played a pretty vital role for us uh, in those last two quarters. So, um, yeah, good game from two metre Peter. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Dyson Heppel, I, I nearly gave him a vote, mate. I, he, I thought he was, you know, I know he gets a lot of balls from you know, chip kicks and the players look for him a lot, obviously being the captain, but I thought he had a pretty important role to play. Uh, you know, 29 disposals, 20 kicks, nine handballs, 13 marks uh, and seven tackles. So you know, I thought the skipper led the way and, um, yeah, look, a lot of those possessions are because the players go backwards and try to um, hit him up. Uh, obviously, when your cap- captain calls to the ball, uh, you want to honour that. But uh, I thought uh, it was a really good game from Dyson Heppel. And, you know, considering his battles with his body, uh, I thought, it, you know, he uh, led the side very well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, like, obviously, the one thing that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is his leadership down back. You know, when, Francis went down. Uh, we've got a young back line, Zerk Thatcher and Laverde, Redman, you know, all trying to, you know, hold up against um, Collingwood. Who we're getting a, a fair few entries in themselves. Um, so Dyson Heppel obviously would have had to play a huge role there in, you know, making them keep their structures. Like, and remembering we don't have Hooker down there because he's playing that forward. We don't have Hurley down there because of his illness. Um, so really it's on, on Heppel to, um, like, Keep us structured, um, you know, keep the boys' heads up, as you said, mate, with Nick Hind, um, you know, just keep their heads up when um, when it feels like the damn wall's about to break. Um, so, no, he did have a really good game. Look, some of his um, um, disposals, you know, can be awry at times, um, but, you know, certainly uh, he was really solid for us, um, you know, and obviously when you get, you know, seven tackles and 13 marks, you you're doing things, um, you know, obviously defensive effort's great, but you're also uh, given plenty of outlet opportunities to, you know, whether it's switching the play to um, allow us to run up the other other side of the ground or um, whatever it is. Like, yeah, sometimes um, I did see at times as well where, you know, we look to be moving the, um, the ball down on the sort of left flank there and then he'd switch the play to the right where uh, Collingwood sort of then had to play catch up because um, it was sort of five, 10 metres off our man, which gave us that opportunity to take the ball up our end. Um, so he's a very smart player. Um, good to have him back on the field as a leader. Um, and, and certainly his uh, output on the gay day was uh, yeah, very solid. Uh, another one of the debut Anzac Day players was Harrison Jones. And he was, he was largely unsighted, mate, in the first you know, three quarters. Um, I think he had one disposal at three-quarter time. But, uh, you know, he he 
became really noticeable in that last quarter. You know, whether the Collingwood players got tired, but he started to find the footy. Uh, as you say, he searches for the footy in terms of he's, he's a hard worker. He's going to be a lead-up forward for us. But um, just the six disposals, four kicks, two handballs, uh, four marks. And like I said, most of those were in the last quarter and a couple of tackles. So, yeah, I think yeah he had that point as well, So which wasn't far away from going through, mate. But I think um, he's another one, uh, you know, whether the club says, yeah, you know, to give him a run in the twos or if they just keep persevering with him, it'll be interesting to see which decision they make. Um, but I, I would be more inclined to keep going with him because uh, you want these players to get to 50 games as quickly as possible. Um, and he missed a bit of footy last year of injury. So uh, while he's fit and able, I'd, I'd probably persevere with him. How would you see it? Yeah, totally agree, mate. Um, because for mine... Yeah, maybe he only had the one disposal up to three-quarter time, but you still saw him in enough contests, like he was flying at the footy, and inevitably the the ball would sort of come down to ground and, and someone would be able to swoop on it. Now, that sort of learning is really important for him because he will be that lead-up forward, and that's what we want when he puts on a bit of size, uh, leading out of the goal square, uh, because if he doesn't mark it, you know, hopefully we have blokes like Snelling, Tipper, um, you know, Parrish, Smith, like to be able to, rove the ball off that and uh, you know, do what small forwards do best. Um, so it's not all about possessions necessarily or, or big clunking marks, um, but he has demonstrated the ability to do that, you know, in that fourth quarter there. And like, as I said before, the, the big thing that was um, really impressive to me was after not having the ball on a string in the first three quarters, uh, he continued to persevere and did take a few like really important grabs Um in the last quarter there and had a goal assist, which was uh, just excellent. Um, so, no, nah, there's there's absolutely a player there. I would absolutely keep playing him um, because, you know, even when he doesn't have a huge impact on the game himself, he doesn't look out of the play. Um, and certainly I, I think when he when he has the footy, he's just got this presence about him. So, yeah, fully agree. Um, pump games into the kid and, um, yeah, I'm sure... Um, yeah, we'll reap the rewards um, sooner rather than later. And yeah, now Jake Stringer, I thought he was really important on the day. Um, his his presence out there, even uh, yeah, he only kicked the one goal, but you know, sixteen disposals, ten kicks, six handballs, uh, eight tackles, mate, which is fantastic for a power player like um, you know Jake, and you know set up a goal for. Anthony McDonald tip Woody kicked that nice snap on his own um, and can play that burst role in the middle middle of the ground, mate. Uh, yeah, with that power, so I'm really impressed with Jake and um, yeah, I think he's such an important player and uh, we always look better when Jake's in the side. Yeah, we do, mate. And uh, you know, if he's not hitting the board scoreboard himself, he's he's certainly throwing his body around, making his presence known on the ground and. Um, you know, a few of those times where he went into the uh, midfield and just plucked the ball out out of sheer will and uh, desperation to get it going our way uh, was super important for us. So I think he's just one of those players that, uh, like the other guys in the team, like feed off his energy. Um, yeah, and certainly when he kicked that goal, mate, and um, his eyes lit up and it seemed the whole squad, um, you know, really lit up for him. So, um, 
yeah, I thought it was a, a quite a good game from Jakey, particularly those eight tackles, as you mentioned, mate. Um, you know, just keeping the ball locked in our forward 50 allows those repeat entries, uh, allows blokes like Tipper to sort of um, feast on the ball spilling out and, uh, yeah, to run away with four clearances. Um, no, nah, I thought it was quite a good game from Jakey. Yeah, now, um, Kyle Hooker, we kind of said what a great season he's had, especially the last few weeks, being able to kick multiple goals. But he had a really tough day at the office, mate. Um, Jared Ruffhead did a great job on him. Um, sorry, Ruffhead did a great job on him. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, just the six disposals, three kicks, three ambles, uh, one mark only, which is surprising with Kale, and, um, yeah, two tackles. So, um Obviously, it's great that we could win with our leading goal kicker having such a quiet day. But I'm sure his leadership is still important out there, especially in that forward line. Yeah, absolutely. And, look, he did have a couple of shots on goal. Um, so I think if you haven't shots, that's really a job as a forward. Um, absolutely, we'd love him to kick four goals every week, but you're not always going to get that. Um, but, you know, to me, he, he still presented a target. Um but I think, you know, against the likes of Roughhead, who is more your sort of lockdown defender, he's not the one who's going to float across and uh, intercept Mark or anything like that. So Hooker didn't really have space to work with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, in terms of size and strength, it was it was a pretty good matchup from Collingwood on, on Hooker, um, especially given we know Hooker's, uh, look, he, he can't run out, of, run out of sight on a dark night. Um, so, um Look, I, I thought it was an honest um, contest there. Um, and, uh, look, the, as you said, mate, like that leadership he presents out on the ground is um, yeah, super important. And I think, really, um, even though he didn't have a huge impact on the stat sheet, um, certainly having him out there as that sort of bigger body um, and that focal point in our forward line allowed the likes of, uh, you know, Peter Wright to float up and down between sort of half back and half forward. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of value he brings to the side, even without um, kicking those goals. So, look, not a fantastic game from him, but um, certainly, a, you know, not down to a lack of effort. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll uh, come good for us, um, hopefully against the Baggers. Yeah, I should apologise. I actually brought Jared Ruffhead out of uh, retirement. Um, <laughs> supposed to be Jordan Ruffhead. But, um, yeah, uh, the other one was, uh, you know, Mason Redmond. Um, although he didn't have high disposals, like only 13 disposals, 10 kicks, three ambles, four marks and four tackles, um, that goal was great. And he seems to be running well. And, um, you know, I thought he did a good job defensively. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, like, I, I think he's another... Um guy who um he just he like he actually loves the contest and that's what we missed from him last year like he just didn't look like the same player at all um whereas this game you know when he tackled he, he tackled to hurt and um certainly he's got a beautiful boot on him redmond um and he, he's he's got a um like a big like a big kick on him as well so got plenty of meters gained for us i mean out of his uh 10 kicks uh, and three handballs like 303 meters gained so um, certainly knows how to use the footy uh, and to kick that goal was an absolute ripper. Um, yeah, I mean, like he's continued to uh, to develop as a player and building back that confidence he had 
because um, certainly in the 2019 season, he was, um, you know, he's looking like he, he was about to sort of really launch um, and uh, sort of, you know, show his, show his stuff on the main stage. And it's just good to see him back out there with that confidence. So I think a solid game from, from Redders. Yeah. Now, um, Brendan Zirk Thatcher, mate, um, he, yeah, he, he took a really nice mark. I think it was in the second term where the heat was coming on and mm. he took a really nice mark. He, yeah, he, he didn't have a lot of the footy, um, had nine disposals, obviously nine of those kicks, so no handballs, which uh, is a bit surprising because he's not the greatest kick. So he, I thought a lot of players would be coming by looking for a handball off him, but um yeah, I thought he was yeah serviceable on the day. Six marks, two tackles. So for a developing player, um, you know, he had a pretty important role. Um, had a few goals kicked. I mean, he was playing on Darcy Cameron. But, um, yeah, I thought, you know, he, he tried hard. And, uh, like, I don't know what the long-term goal is with him in terms of do they see him as a, you know, as our defended you know for the next few years or you know obviously we know James Stewart if he comes back they've been having him play a lot of back line in the last you know pre-season and so forth so it'll be interesting to see uh, what development they're going to put into Zach I'm uh, sorry to Brendan Zirk Thatcher in terms of um, you know obviously they've got the up-and-coming Zach Reed and um, there's a number of players you know we're still obviously Michael Hurley's a long way off but yeah, it's a hard one to maintain that key position role, uh, especially if uh, Francis continues to be okay and obviously Ridley will be keep getting named. You don't want to be too tall to back down back there. Yeah, it will be an interesting one, James. I mean, for mine, um, he is one who um, sort of plays more in the twos when you get, you know, Stuart back um, and some other, like even like Ambrose. I mean, I know he's been training as a forward, but... Um, like he's it could very well uh, remain down back later on when he does come back into the side. Um, but you know, one thing he, he doesn't lack for is courage. Um, he's one of those guys who you know will stand in the hole and 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 take the body uh, when it's coming. Um, look, uh, like a good solid effort. I'd, I'd say it's a, a really working class game from Zerk Thatcher. Um, certainly, uh, he had. You know, a few disposals, um, yeah, stood up and took a couple of grabs, um, as you said, mate, in, in really important parts when Collingwood were, uh, were pressuring. Um, not a standout game by any means, as you say. Like, he did get get beaten by Cameron, his direct opponent, but he did keep him honest for mine. Um, so, look, not an outstanding game, uh, but an honest uh, working-class effort from Zerk. Now, a player that's developing into a bit of a link man is... Braden Ham, um, he had 20 dis- 22 disposals, 12 kicks, 10 handballs, seven marks and two tackles. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes his disposal could be a little bit better, mate, but he certainly knows how to grab the ball and just bomb it long up forward and um, can add a bit of yardage too just by the way that he uh, moves. Like he's, you know, he gets a couple of steps in and if he's up and going, he can get a you know, a fair bit of running. So, um, yeah, he's a player that I've been, you know, interested watching in terms of how long he can hold his spot with the body like that. Um, obviously, he's been benefited with uh, Caldwell and Shield currently out. So, 
uh, it's probably a good time to start putting some uh, minutes into him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think like while he is still quite slightly framed, I did notice in that uh, fourth mate when um, you know when he delivered the the ball to um, Peter Wright on the boundary there, like he actually shrugged a tackle um, to then use his run and, and get it uh, get it out to Wright. Um, so he obviously is developing on that core strength there. Um, yeah, we've always known he's a he's a good athlete, so he runs up and down the ground all all game, um, and he will continue to do that. Um, and to me, it, yeah, it is just that that last little bit, just to be able to compose himself before having a kick, um, because I think he he's better he's a better um, kicker of the footy than he's actually demonstrating for mine. I mean, look, um, you know, he did have two goal assists, which is excellent um, to go with his you know two missed shots at goal, so he could have kicked a couple himself. Um, but certainly, um, you know, he's using plenty of run. Um, but I think really, um, until he develops a bit more size where he can actually, um, you know, not get pushed off the contest um, too easily, uh, it still will be a bit of an effort for him. But I think he's showing good signs. And um, um, certainly, he's um, you know, developing a bit more physicality, um, you know, and, and willing to win his own pill sometimes. So, um, no, nah, I thought it was a, a decent game from him. Now, player that's you know making his uh, first game uh, for a, a long time was Andrew Phillips in the in the senior side, and um, he had a big job on Brody Grundy. And I, I thought, yeah, obviously Grundy had a lot more of the the ball and he's got all the experience, and he's done a you know, a million bucks a year. I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, for the for the uh, Almost a part-time wage that Phillips was on. He he did a great job and um, you know, kicked a goal himself. Um, obviously beaten in the ruck contest, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, had Brady Grundy looking over his shoulder, knowing that there was going to be a contest each time the ball came near him. Yeah, he, he did, mate. Like he, um, he he never lacks for effort. Phillips, um, you know, certainly even last year we were sort of calling for him to be in the side. Um, yeah, because we know what we're going to get from him. Um, you know, for for a bloke of his size, he, he's got fairly good agility as well and um, does try to make a pre- his presence known around the ground. Um, so, as I said, mate, 12 disposals. But the big thing for me was those five tackles he laid. Um, so, yeah, and certainly, uh, you yeah, know, he gave, uh, you know, Grundy a couple of uh, professional free kicks, shall we call them, um, you know, with a bit of a clip over the year. Um, you know, if you want to take a mark, you're going to earn it, mate. Um, seemed to be the um, way he was going about it. Uh, but six clearances as well. So I thought that was uh, fantastic uh, from Phillips. Uh, as you say, mate, to kick that goal was was brilliant. Um, and uh, no, I thought it was a, a pretty solid game from Phillips. And yeah, I agree. Like if going into next week against Carlton, I think he'd be a good matchup for Pitney because he saw how he sort of really tailed up. I think it was Draper last time we we played or, or might have even been Nick Bryan in the, um, was it a practice match or something, Jane? Yeah. Um, but uh, nah, I'd, I'd love to see Phillips go up against him. I think he'd be much um, better suited for it, uh, but I thought it was a solid game from Flip. Yeah. Now, Mac Welfie, um, 13 disposals, 10 kicks, three handballs, uh, eight marks and two tackles. Um, look, I didn't notice him too much, mate, to be honest. Like, you know, obviously he's playing in the back line. Um, like his effort 
he's just one of those reliable players. You know his effort's going to be on. Um, how did you see his game? Yeah, I, I thought he um, look <laughs> didn't stand out. Like uh, I thought it was a typical Guelphy game in that, um, you know, when there was a ball to be won, he would definitely throw himself at the contest and at least try to half the contest. Um, and, you know, when he did get the footy, uh, sort of try to release the player. Look, he, his kicking is still suspect. Um, so he doesn't always use it well. But, you know, you know what you're going to get from Guelphie. And I think um, he, he doesn't lack for courage, like taking those eight marks. There was a couple there we really had to take. Otherwise, uh, if it spilled out, Collingwood were off to the races. Um, so I, I thought he did, um, you know, it was a solid game from him. Certainly, he didn't get, um, you know, beaten too badly by his direct opponent. Um, almost uh, snap, snaffled a goal at the end there as well, mate. Um, unfortunately, missed uh, from that set shot. Um, but um, no, I thought it was a, a solid game without being outstanding. Um, but certainly, I, I think, you know, he is one um, that, you know, when you get the likes of Ridley back, um, you know, or whoever else comes back into the side as that defensive player, uh, he will find himself on the outer, um, which is a bit of a shame. I kind of like him for his effort, but, um, you know, there, there are sort of guys who can play bigger roles for us. Um, so I think, you know, Guelphie really needs to, um, you know, just, just work on his uh, disposal and um, his sort of finishing um, if he wants to stay in the 22 and now Will Snelling, um, he didn't have as many disposals as he usually has. Um, yeah, he usually gets around that 19, 20 mark, but a lot of them are handballs. And I thought he was more effective with these possessions, mate. He, he had 14 disposals, uh, six kicks, eight handballs, uh, and one mark and two tackles. But, you know, the most important thing is those two goals. And I think if uh, Will Snelling's going to hold his spot, he needs to be a bit of a goal kicker for us. Um and yeah, I think you know he is quite an important player, and obviously Truff rates him. Uh, he selects him you know, every chance he gets. Um, and you know, my only question is, have we got too many people like that? You know, in terms of Devin Smith, you know, around that height, you know, Andy McGrath, all these kind of players. So he's holding his spot, and uh, I thought he was quite serviceable on Anzac Day. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. And um, you know, when you, when we needed someone to. Um provide an option there he was um you know he, he doesn't shirk a contest um you know for for a little bloke you know he, he doesn't mind um, getting in the faces of of uh, blokes plenty bigger than him um and while he's only recorded as having laid the two tackles he certainly did throw his body around a bit more than that uh had the two clearances um but as i say it was his finishing at the end of the day like those two goals they, they were at pretty important times um so, um, no, I thought he had a fairly solid game, Will Snelling. Um, and certainly with performances like that, um, you, know, you, you keep yourself uh, in the 22. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we structure up in the future. Because as you say, like we've, we've been sort of small down, down forward for quite a while. So, um, you know, if we do get the likes of the Ambrose back, um, you know, or... Yeah, whoever else we might bring in. Um, Waterman. Waterman, um, yeah, if he gets a bit more form. Um, yeah, certainly uh, one of those small forwards might find themselves at risk. And, you know, when you look at the upside of, um, you know, Smith, Snelling, Tipper, 
um, you know, Snelling would unfortunately find himself on the outer there in my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, just good to see him continuing to back up his solid performances week in, week out. Yeah, particularly when we got him from a pre, well, sorry, mid-season draft, basically. Mm. So um, he's come from a long way back and you know, should be admired. You know, I think he finished top 10 in the best and fairest last year. Yeah. Um, you know, And then obviously held his spot all year. So uh, what he does at training and so forth obviously resonates with the coach and the match committee. So he's obviously doing a fantastic job internally. Um, Anthony McDonald, what he's the last one, mate. Um, he had a great game, obviously, game in votes. Five goals. Anytime you get five goals, it's fantastic. Um, ten disposals, seven kicks, three ambles, one mark and six tackles. So, yeah, pretty much a complete game from AMT. That's it, mate. Um, nah, not much more I can say. Absolute crack of a game from him. Um, made the most of his opportunities and, um, yeah, really kept us in it when... Um, you know, Collingwood were piling the goals on early. Um, he was the one bobbing up and, uh, yeah, uh, kicking us a couple of snags. Um, so fantastic game from uh, from Waller. And the best thing I like about it is, um, like, his four-quarter efforts. Like, he's really putting that together for every game so far this season. Um, you know, there's not been too many times where he's been completely out of the play. Um, so that's been a fantastic development to his game. Um so, as you say, mate, five goals from a small forward. Can't ask for much more than that. No, well, that's it, mate. Um, you know, again, it's always more enjoyable when you have a win to discuss these <laughs> games. Um, you know, so fantastic that the boys got up. Um, we look ahead to Carlton. Uh, you know, I think it's a winnable game for us, mate, especially if we, you know, show the same, you know, competitiveness like we did against the Pies. Um, obviously, the Blues are going to have a lot of public pressure on them. They, you know, they've had a number of losses. There's talk about the Warsfold connection to David Teague and uh, being a mentor and so forth. And you know, I heard some scuttle, but what can he tell uh, David Teague about the Bombers that uh, have been selected? But I think we're playing you know, a little bit different than last year, and thankfully for that. Um, so hopefully he doesn't have that much intel. Um, I think, you know, the one that we're going to have to watch is Harry Mackay. You know, he's obviously having a stellar season. You know, he's a good target for him. He's got the height and he's uh, kicking a number of goals each week. So um, it'll be interesting to see which way we go. Obviously, there's the cloud on Francis and then, and then obviously you've got, um, you know, Brendan Zirk Thatcher as an option. Um, well, I don't know if we want to go down that path, mate. Um, you know, obviously Jordan Ridley, you wouldn't play him on uh, Harry Mackay, uh, I don't think, one-on-one. Um, and then, you know, does that open the door if he is fit for a James Stewart? But then you've got to take into account he hasn't played uh, basically since that Geelong pracky match. So uh, that would be a bit of a risk himself. So, yeah, it's going to be... That's going to be a tough matchup. Obviously, they've got some really good players in the midfield in Patrick Cripps and Sam Walsh. So, um, you know, we've got some good midfielders ourselves, but uh, they're going to have to be watched. And, you know, they've got a pretty strong back line as well. So, um, in Weedering and Plowman at times. So, uh, it's going to be interesting, mate, to see how the matchup goes. But um, I just hope we, we can 
come to rely that we have a, a set way we play um, and we're consistent with that. And, you know, it might not always get us a win, but I just want to see the same endeavour each week. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing that um, sort of worries me a bit, I think that like their forward line does concern me um, a bit because, um, yeah, I think like Casbolt's still rocking around. He's not been injured, has he? No, he's been playing, but he, he hasn't been doing much, to be well, honest. But. but that's the thing. He's one of those players who he'll do bugger all for ages, and then he'll, you know, bob up and mark mark the ball about eight times and, and kick four on us. So, um, you know, with Mackay and Casbolt, I think we are going to be a bit short down forward. And then, obviously, you've got you know, the small forwards buzzing around there. Um, you know, Eddie Betts, like, he's, he's not getting any younger, but he still knows how to find the goal. So, um It'll be an interesting matchup, and then uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who um, uh, Sar the Snake um, matches up on. Um, you know whether we get some uh, you know uh, turf burning exercises with uh, Tipper and Sard going at it head to head, or whoever plays on him. Um, should be interesting. Uh, I did find it pretty funny during the week. You know when they were talking about Worsfold going there, uh, plenty of bomber faithful were. Uh, Quick to pick up on, you know, Saad left Essendon because he wasn't happy with the coaching group, and then uh, Worsfold gets picked up by Carlton. So, um, look, uh, it's going to be interesting times for the both of them. Uh, but hopefully, um, you know, we continue to apply that effort that we've been showing, you know, this, yeah, you know, first few rounds this year. And I'm looking forward to really cracking contests, and certainly would love to pump these blokes. Um, yeah, no love lost with Carlton, mate. Uh, definitely not. Well, Al, what a great uh, episode for us in terms of discussing the, the great win. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to this and uh, we look forward to the game against Carlton. Uh, it would be fantastic if the Dons could get another victory to get two in a row. Um, so we look forward to speaking to you after next week's game against the Blues. Go Bombers. Go Dons. <laughs>